0: Uh, Today we have two esteemed panelists, Rich uh, Lopresti. He is a U.S. Army Veteran Military Intelligence Command and Chicago Regional Office Public Affairs and Management Analyst for the Director's Office. And he actually has a distinguished military career. Uh, He began working as a Veterans uh, Service Representative for the Department of Veterans Affairs in May of 2017. Since arriving at the VA, Rich has been a member of the Chicago's Regional Office Transition Task Force and is one of the office's military sexual trauma coordinators. His current role is as a public affairs office and management analyst in the director's office. We also have Adam Swantz. He is a Chicago Regional Office Veteran Services Center manager. He actually uh, has a distinguished career. I was looking at his uh, CV, and I was like, okay, so we have 10 hours to read this one. Uh, but in his role, Adam, <laughs> has a day-to-day re- operational responsibility for, of 130 employees administering VBA's service-connected compensation benefits. And he is also the Veterans Service Center's jurisdiction Uh, includes veterans and their departments in the 102 counties of the state of Illinois, serving over 600,000 veterans and paying almost $2 billion, as in B, uh, in benefits annually to our service members and veterans. Uh, So very, very honored to have the two of them here. Today's discussion is going to talk about Veterans Benefits Administration updates on rescheduling exams, vaccine availability, reopening, hearings and blue water navy uh, re-adjudication it sounds like um we are going to be on the phone and talking on this uh set for about two hours (laughs) because at least just to mention the topics so uh welcome welcome gentlemen uh who wants to go first rich or adam (laughs) rich you have any opening remarks I'll, i'll defer to you first
1: Hey, I'm sorry. I I, could, I I was having trouble here and there. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, I, I can start it off. Um, at first, it's really uh, nice to be back on the show. Yes, it's, it's good to see you all again. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're pretty excited because um, we are opening to the public again. We, we have been open since um, May 24th, uh, both in public and, and um, by appointment. And it's exciting to see veterans back in the facility again. Um, You know, we're co-located with the Jesse Brown uh, Medical Center, so we do get some walk-in traffic from veterans that are, um, you know, over there for appointments and things like that. But we've also been getting um, um, some appointments scheduled, and our public contact team has been in on a daily basis, and it's exciting times for us. Oh,
0: great. Fantastic. Uh yeah, and it, it seems like there's more life livelihood going on. I I, I uh, as I'm driving to the studio today I noticed um, much more traffic <laughs> which is probably a good thing, but uh the, the frustration starts to come back in but I'm glad to have it. <laughs> so uh so Adam, tell us what's going on with this uh All right. the updates.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna I'll run with these uh run with these topics. You're right. It's Normally, we're more focused on specific topics, I think, but we just have several updates because we, there's a lot moving and there's a lot going on. So, um, thanks, Rich, for the opening remarks. Um, I'm going to start with, um, and I'll talk about the, the reopening um, as well because, like Rich said, we're open to the public um, for a, a few weeks now. But I want to talk about the first um, topic is about the um, the exam rescheduling in the outbound calls for exam rescheduling, which I think is very important. And this just came out a couple days ago. Um, I think it was Thursday. Um, so as you're probably aware, last year, um, on April 3rd, we ceased all in-person exams, right? Due to COVID. So it's been, it's been a year. It's been over a year. Um, we, we did reinstate contractor exams for C&P claims, um, and just a couple months ago, we reinstated VHA exams for C&P claims, um, but it's been really, it's been gradual. We have over 200,000 claims pending exams. Um, so just this week, we actually started making outbound phone calls um, from our national call centers. Everybody knows that they can call uh, the VA 1-800-827-1000. That's our call center, and you'll be able to call in and call, talk to a VBA representative. But those folks are actually calling veterans to try to get them their exams. Um, so if, if, if a veteran opted out of, it, of a previously scheduled exam due to COVID or not, not being able to report for that exam, uh, we're proactively trying to reach out to those veterans and get them scheduled for their exams as soon as possible. So um, if anybody's listening or if we can, you know, it's, people are apprehensive when they get a call and they don't know who's calling them or why. Um, but if they say it's someone from VBA trying to schedule their exam, it probably is. <laughs> it probably is authentic, right? Um, so they'll be able to tell us, I'm ready to report for my exam. Um, I'm not ready to report for my exam, which in which case we'll just hang on to it. Um, I'm not going to report for my exam. Please decide my claim based on what you already have. Um, or I already have been in touch with someone and I have an exam scheduled. Um, so, so bottom line is we're, we're, we're trying to reach out to veterans because we have a lot of claims that have been waiting for a long time for exams. And uh, we're trying to, trying to reach out to folks and get those scheduled.
0: OK, great. Fantastic. That'll, and what was that phone number again? The 800? Sure. Uh, eight, 800-827-1000. 1,000. OK, great. Um, and,
2: and, and since you say that, um, you know, you don't have to wait. If, if if anyone has an exam, they think they need to have an exam done, um, they can call us, too, and mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm ready. You know, I, I was I was not coming out due to COVID. Uh, but I'm ready to come for my exam, okay. And then we'll get that exam scheduled. So yeah, that's a great point. We, you know, we're calling people, but they can call us as well.
0: Okay, so. fantastic.
2: So that's one. Um, mm-hmm. The other one is the vaccine availability, um, which you know we're trying to trying to be um, as flexible as possible and making the vaccine available for. Veterans and expanding the scope um, of who it's available for. Um, The end of March, it was that the the president signed uh, the Saves Act, um, which expanded the availability of a vaccine. And I'm going to look at my notes here. um, See who Mm -hmm. who it's all eligible. Um, Basically, all veterans. um, And it's not only veterans receiving VA healthcare. It's it's all veterans. Um, as well as the spouses and surviving spouses of veterans, caregivers. And they're down to adolescents ages 12 through 17 um, are now now also available. um, To call patient services um, at your local facility and schedule an appointment or walk in. Um, I think the vast majority. Now we're not healthcare; we're, we're we're benefits. But I think think the vast majority of healthcare facilities are offering walk-in appointments now as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I think I When I was twelve years old, I approached my mom and said, "You know, I'm, I'm ready to join the military." And she said, "Go back to bed." <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> luckily, I broke through that <laughs> and was able to join later. Um, but so the twelve to seventeen—that's like—is that the family members? You know the. The the dependents of the uh, veterans?
2: Yep, exactly. Um, Eligible adolescents ages 12 to 17 um, that are dependents or they provide care.
0: Okay, yes. yes.
2: Or assistance with care
0: for the veteran. Yes, yes. Yeah, many of our our veterans, uh, you know, who have been, uh, you know, deeply impacted by injuries, they have the entire family, you know, helping and supporting them. Right. Uh, Yes, yeah. And uh, you know we
2: were we were lucky um, here in Chicago. We were we were able to open vaccinations for all of our employees as well. I, I have about 110 employees, um, 150 in the in the office, and and uh, we had uh, VHA gracious enough to come over and do clinics for us. Um, so that was great Fantastic. for our employees as well.
0: Fantastic! So, yeah, love the hearing that. <laughs> yeah, but. I've been doing a lot of work with the state, you know, and and now the vaccination numbers are pumping up, and that's why we just uh, passed through that bridge phase into uh, phase five now. So uh, really still encouraging people who have not gotten vaccinated to get out there and do it, Uh, protect yourself and your family and the community.
2: Absolutely. And that's that's a huge part in in the reopening, which is a good segue to the reopening. Um, (laughs) So not only here in Chicago, most offices around the country – um are in some stage of being open to the public now we we're full open for walk-in traffic um as of three weeks ago um so any any veteran that like rich said we're co-located with jesse brown amc um if someone needs to come in and ask questions about their benefits um need to file a claim we're, we're there uh we're there every day from eight to four um and we're two one two two west taylor street Next, anybody that knows where jesse brown is knows where where that is um and we have a staff of public contact representatives that are, that are there. Now, we, we will still offer um, phone appointments as well. Um, if, if you don't want to come to the office, um, I'm going to give the local uh, Chicago number. So I gave you the 800 number. That's the National mm-hmm. Call Center. Um, to call Chicago directly um, is 312-980-4470.
0: Okay, great.
2: And uh, you can schedule an appointment um, to, to come in at a certain time, or you can schedule an appointment for that would be virtual, um, or which is
0: essentially just over the phone. Fantastic, yeah. So yeah, a, we a lot of progress.
2: <laughs> it is, it is finally. You know, it's been a it's been a long time coming, and yeah. uh, our traffic we we're getting about twenty five to thirty walk ins a day, which is not where we were um, pre pre pandemic pre closure. We were at more close. 100 um, but we know people are people are still hesitant to maybe come out um, but we, it'll gradually it'll gradually return and that's that's consistent around the country um, I think that I don't know that there's there may be a couple offices that aren't open yet but most are um, open in some capacity either by appointment only or, or full walk-in like we are.
0: All right. Yeah and that reopening is made positive you know po- possible again by You know, making sure that people get vaccinated, as you were saying earlier. And I just want at at one point to stop for one second and say thank you, you know, Veterans Benefits Administration. You know, there are many countries around the world. We see what's going on in India, Africa, even in Europe, uh, where people don't have access to vaccines and medical care. And you're providing something that is gold to them. Uh, overseas, they would be sock, sopping, you know socking this up and you know sopping it up with uh, <laughs> with uh, you know making sure they get take advantage of all these benefits that are you know free to our veterans so and their families and caregivers so I just want to thank you uh, so much for you know being there for our veterans uh, but you know we can go on to the next because I know absolutely you're going on the hearings and <laughs> no I
2: appreciate it and I I would also just add for folks that are coming into the office. Um, in, in, in federal buildings or federal agencies, masks for fully vaccinated folks, folks masks are optional. Okay. Um, certainly encouraging people, if, if, they, if they're not vaccinated, it, 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 they should still wear a mask. Um, even if they are and they choose to, you know, that's 100% their, uh, their choice. And then we certainly have um, the, the masks available. We have cleaning supplies. Every time someone comes in, that area is cleaned when they leave. Um, so we're, we are being very conscientious of sanitation and uh, keeping that that area safe as well.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. yeah and then, you know, one of the things that uh, I did from the data from last month from uh, the state, ninety-five uh, percent of people um, who have contracted COVID nineteen in the month of May were non-vaccinated people. Mm-hmm. There's a big shift right now. So it's a it's data shows you that this is so protective. And the people who had partial, you know, vaccinations, that represented the other, you know, uh, 5% or so of uh, people who uh, developed this. So we really have to, you know, uh, make sure that those vaccinations are in place and protect your other people around you, especially in a VA. If you are unvaccinated, you know, have uh, concern for your own fellow veterans, uh, the men and women who serve this country, uh, and not giving them something. They may be being treated for cancer. We don't know what they're there for. So make sure you're protecting our um, our family. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Great point. Appreciate it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That, that is a great point, point. and that's why it's really important with um, with the VAMCs um, providing vaccinations for dependent adolescents and caregivers as well. So um, veterans and their families really need to take advantage of that. Um, it's it's out there. It's free. You can walk in. Or you can call any of the, any of the like Hines and Jesse Brown and and Lovell, uh, even down at the Danville area. You can you can go to the C box out out there. So there's uh, plenty of vaccine available, and veterans and their family members really need to take advantage of that.
0: Fantastic, yeah. Uh, so I, I guess we were talking a little bit about the hearings that are uh, coming up and those kinds of things, and. You know, uh, you also have another issue about Blue Water Navy uh, Mm re-adjudications. So what's going on with those uh, areas? All right.
2: I'll I'll hit the highlights, hit the high points on these two. So Mm -hmm. um, hearings, we uh, have resumed in-person hearings um, because those were all, of course, on pause with the closure of the office. Um, So, two different types of hearings, One, uh, one that's related to an appeal, Right, so it's, mm-hmm. that's conducted by DVA, the Board of Veterans Appeals. Those just started this past week. So if someone has a, a claim or a appeal pending um, with, a bo- with, with the board, it'll be a video hearing. Um, they'll probably be contacted by DVA to say, um, can you do this hearing from home, or do you need to come into the regional office? And they can do it either way. Um we are will schedule, the, schedule them with a time where they'll come into the regional office. Mm-hmm. They'll sit down in front of a TV terminal and they do the ver- they'll do the hearing with, with BVA who is in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They can also do it from home. If they have a computer with a camera, um, they can do the same thing, um, just do it from home. So, sometimes folks like to come into the regional office because they have a VSO there as well. Uh, the vso will take part in the hearing but they can really do it virtually as well they can be at their computer the veteran is at home on their computer and Mm -hmm. bva is in dc so those will be resuming um i think we have and this is just for chicago specifically i think we have like 600 bva hearings to get through um and then we also have the non skills hearings which is which is something which is a a request for an in-person meeting hearing that's not in relation to an appeal we're doing those as well we have much fewer of those but we're doing the, those in the regional office as well so if someone is waiting on a a in-person face-to-face meeting but it's not in relation to a, an appeal um, they should be getting that as well and again this is specific to chicago but it's the same nationally bva is scheduling these hearings for appeals all over the country as office open Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that should start flowing as well because those have all been on hold as well. Okay. So that's that. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: again, the common theme here is things are starting to get unstuck and move right between exams and hearing. Um, then the, the other thing that I did want to hit on, um, cause I think it could be a little confusing. Yeah. It's the, um, the, so blue water Navy and most mm-hmm. people know that there was a. Law change, um, well, a couple of years ago now, that opened up uh, the presumptive benefit for Blue Water Navy, which expanded outside of the land and inland waterways of Vietnam into the surrounding the surrounding water. Mm-hmm. So the 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 re adjudication, the NEMA provision uh, for Blue Water Navy means that we'll, we will now go back and automatically review uh, folks that were denied benefits due to not being actually in-country Vietnam or in in a waterway, if they were in that blue water area, right? So we have about 60,000 claims of folks that were denied. They had applied for benefits, but they were in that blue water zone, which at the time, the presumptives did not apply, but now they do. Right, so we'll go back and we'll look at, okay, you were denied. We're going to review your claim and see if you would now be eligible back to the time you, most cases back to the time you originally applied. Um, if, if that, if that, you know, is, is the, the scenario for anyone, they don't need to file a claim. Uh, we will we'll automatically do that review. Uh, we have, I think, 14, 14 stations, 14 regional offices around the country that are reviewing these 60,000 claims and providing new decisions to those veterans if they're now eligible based on the Blue Water law change, which opened up the presumptives. And it's the, it's the same Agent Orange presumptives um, that apply to in-country Vietnam, um, but now it's, it also applies to Blue Water Navy. Um, so that's that's uh, consumes a lot of resources and a lot of time and resources to go back and review all those claims um, and determine eligibility. But it's the right it's the right thing to do, and and it's what we're doing based on the the law change.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to have you have you back uh, several times because. Um, you know, just to get through your uh, resume, it's going to be taking a, a few shows. Uh, but, but I know, you know, I know you held a really high, a great position as, you know, the lead management analyst um, with the Office of uh, Field Operations in Washington, D.C. Uh, so this is absolutely not uh, new territory to you. You're really uh, deeply involved with the chain of command there, uh, going up to the highest levels, um, you know, discussing and, and looking at these issues. So uh, we're really uh, honored and pleased to have you here, <laughs> you know, so, uh, servicing us uh, within the state. Uh, so um, that you know, that, that's really, you know, the information you gave uh, gives me, you know, a lot of hope because a lot of the things that people were going through, especially for veterans, you know, we have this um, issue about, you know, PTSD and, and other things that uh, enter people's lives. But especially with the social isolation, you know I, I, I was telling people we don't practice social distancing. we practice physical distancing. It should not be social isolation and social distancing. Uh, so I don't really like that term. Uh, so uh, so people can reach out now, they can do it um, both on the telephone by calling one eight hundred eight two seven one thousand or calling the regional uh the the local office at three one two. 980-4470. And they also have the ability to now come in in person. And as you said, if you were not vaccinated, make sure you wear that mask to protect uh, those people around you. And also uh, those people who are uh, with the mask on who have not been vaccinated, the vaccinations are available, so you can still uh turn your body in. I remember when I was going overseas um, you know a couple of deployments uh that you know they would shoot you three t- three uh shots in one arm and <laughs> two in the other. they hand you your you know vaccination card, and they said don't lose this <laughs> you'll have them again if you don't if you do <laughs> so we used to hold on to that thing like glue uh <laughs> <And I laughs> super glue it to our vest, you know. <laughs>